you smell that? What do you smell? I don't smell the asshole in front of me. Oh, you're leading the train? <laughs> All I smell is crisp fall air, some decaying leaves, which is literally... You know, if someone came up with a fragrance or like an essential oil that was musty, like decaying leaves, I'd be the first to buy it. I would literally take a bath <laughs> in bath salts that smelled like decaying leaves. <laughs> I like it. I think there's some sort of marketing there. Yeah. It'd be one of those, uh, well, we got a little leftover capital to gamble with and uh, let's just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the percentage of likelihood that it's going to take off is like, yeah, 2%, but I like those odds. Why not? <laughs> Can you imagine like going to Shark Tank? What, what's your product? Uh, decaying leaf smell. I love it. <laughs> oh, before you even hit the stage. <laughs> and that you start to lose everybody in the room. Well, uh, I've got a new fragrance that I just created this second called Shitting My Pants. And, and, th and then a little bonfire afterwards. And then they go to the soft violin in the background. Like, oh, I was abused as a kid. And I, got, I got hit by a train. I have a wooden leg. And I, I've come back from some crazy against all odds thing. Don't you hate when they do that? That shouldn't be part of the fucking decision-making process. Awful. That is not legit. It's very theater. It's part of the reason why I don't watch it. And for that reason, exactly. I don't I, watch I the show anymore. I fully agree. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. for that reason, we're out. Just show me the business. <laughs> show me the reality of this. That's not reality at all. Have you ever been at a pitch meeting before? That is not pitch. It's not reality because they're such assholes yeah. too. It's like, I hold on, I'm out. I don't want to do right. business with someone right, like exactly. you. Well, it's and so TV. They take it personally. Like, oh, especially like the women. Like you didn't market it to women, <laughs> so I'm out. It's yeah. so weird. It is so fucking weird. People make decisions based on numbers alone. End of story. There's no sentimental value. There's no storyline. There's a, we're not gonna. There's no backstory. There's no history about how you overcame anything. It, it, none of this stuff happens. And, none and of it. There, that's the kicker. Business 101, and they would be the first to scream that at you. Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Like, how dare you come out here with a photo of your sick child around your neck, and, and that's supposed to influence you? No. An absolute no, you, you wouldn't even get in the building. And not, not that I take pitches, but I wouldn't let you in. Right. I was the first in my family to ever go to college, so I, I deserve the scholarship. No, I would veto you right. in, a, in a heartbeat. Right. No, no. And speaking of no, no, here we are the weekend. Yes. Bye bye. And we weekend. are fired up. Yes. Yeah. It is Friday, 1029. We are heading towards the finish line. In both sense of the words, like metaphorically and literally, yeah. we've hit our 365 mark. Yes. With one year of podcasting and finish line of the work week. It's insane. So 365. I think we've, yeah, we've agreed 365 will be live on Sunday. We agreed on this. You'll be in Arizona, right? I will yep. be. And I'll be in Monterey more than likely. So we'll do it live. And it'll be... You know, a lot of gratitude. It, it, it's so perfect. Everything seems to have aligned in, in the universe. We're ending our first year, season one, on a Sunday. Makes all the sense in the world because it's a day we have carved out for gratitude. Craziness. Yeah, absolutely. 
I know. And and why are we still surprised at that? Hello, I, universe, always talking. We're always listening, and yet she still amazes. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. It's a good it's thing. It's always so great to be amazed by her. I agree. You know, if if we weren't up to it, uh, right, whatever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Could I you think imagine? She would stop, right. <laughs> Yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nope, there's a double double rainbow after sunset. It's about time. Yeah. We were waiting for it impatiently. The universe would be like, all right, I'm going to strike your shit with lightning, motherfucker. You'll wake your ass up. Okay, before any more, before you can uh, fit in any more cuss words, shall we yeah. get started? <laughs> totally. Speaking of rainbow, rainbow of curse words, totally. all fanned out. I love it. Here we go. Gift of the day for Friday, October 29th. Yeah. It is grounding, connecting, and bonding. If you haven't noticed, the majority is not always right. Amen. Following your gut staying true to yourself and taking a different path almost always is better following the donners over the summit we fix that some people might take offense to that analogy especially if you're you're a descendant of the donner party or the people that follow donners but you get the gist all right of course of course the the big group wrong (laughs) (laughs) that's uh that's proven yeah great point right there were others that were on that that same path and they were coming to California and the majority said, yeah, no, we got this. We're going to go over the hill. Don't mind those clouds. We, we don't need to drill down on what happened there. And there were several folks that said, mm, no, nah, we're not going to make it. I think we're going to go a different way or we're going to wait it out or whatever. They challenged the majority and they said, fuck it, I'm going to do my own thing. And they live to tell about it. And that's not always easy to do, no. especially in this day and age. Absolutely. You I factor in. in I, yeah. I guess every generation says that, right? But I do feel like especially in this age, and you said especially when you factor in what? Oh, yeah. Especially when you factor in social media. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that was they my They are too. S- just they, they. It's the we. We are some grand puppeteer it's we're creating the boundaries of what's mm-hmm. acceptable to do yes. and i'm going to merge it right into my subject which is in the business world breaking some cardinal rules in business is it's constantly what i do and i'm then i'm constantly asked later on oh, what's your secret and it's like fuck right you're all lemmings it, it's completely ironic to me that, oh, you're so successful over there because I'm breaking the rules that you're fucking following. You can't, can't stop being lemming. One of the key things, especially in healthcare, is the notion of bonding with your clients at the intimate level. It's like a taboo. You're not supposed to do that. It's a no-no. Right. So then I ask you, what, 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 what are you doing? Is this health, health and human services? You taking the health and the humanity out of health and human services. I, I, we bonded at intimate levels over here with every resident, with with the family, and with the staff. This isn't rocket science. It's natural. Going against it feels fucking weird. If you're keeping everybody at arm's length, th- th- it just feels wrong. And you're limiting your potential. Well, 
Well, I run Sonnet Hill, designed this deliberately to be very bohemian and a community. It's it's more of a community than it is a business. Yeah, and it even has that feel. Like you can you feel that walking in. Absolutely. Go on our website. Check out our testimonials. The families will say they weren't prompted. They volunteered, in fact. Today, I walk out into the lobby. Gina, one of our residence family members, who I bonded with at a great deep level, brought in candied apples that she made by hand for all the residents and all the staff. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. She's also working on the newsletter because she knows I don't have time for that. So she's writing the fucking newsletter. No way. Community. Yeah. Community. Who does this outside of Sonnet Hill? Nobody. People who are fulfilled do this outside. People who are over the moon that they don't – you've provided – some you've provided space where she no longer has to worry about her loved one, and that frees up a lot of time right. for her. And you want to fill that time with something, and it's usually something? propelled by gratitude. Yes. See, now you you just said something so articulate and so smart, but so funny that all of our competition doesn't see it, and you're an outsider, so. What you just said was golden. I relieved her of the burden of the worry and of the physical care of her loved one. She's got now extra time on her hands. How she uses it is important. So across the board of the competition, you give them that extra time to spend and they'll use it in a negative way. We're giving them an outlet to do something productive and contributory because we are bonding with them. And Then they say, they turn around and say, well, oh, your family members are so facilitative. You're so lucky. No, absolutely not. It's because we're not pushing them away. We're giving them something positive to do. And even the family members, they'll say that as far as they're departing, we wanted to contribute more. So we had one resident who just recently left. And they said in a deep, deep level of gratitude, uh. my father's cherished dresser. We want it to be a part of Sonnet Hill for the remainder of its life. We want to donate it. And I willingly accepted it. So the rule in the industry is you do not accept donations. You can't take anything from a family member. You can't take a tip. You can't take a donation. And I look at this. I'm like, why? Fuck that. Oh, hell no. Not only are we going to take that dresser, but we're going to build a respite room and we're going to have his name on the side and we're going to have in memory of. Exactly. So every time we open that door, we see that dresser. And I told the family, I said, it's going to be a constant reminder of your father. And immediately she started to cry. And, and how many people can say, this is a question to everyone, who would ever go back to a care facility where you've lost your loved one in that stage? No. No one goes back to visit. No one wants to think about that place. It's a horrible thought. There's a lot of guilt, a lot of shame generally around... Um, I don't want to even say like the feeling of dumping off your loved one and say, here, you deal with it. But when you walk into a place filled with love and community, you want to revisit that. You want to go back to the good memories of the last part of your loved one's life. And and ugh, there is so much when someone keeps, gives you that freedom and that love and that fulfillment you want to do nothing but give back. 
you want to reciprocate that 100%. You want to hear something absolutely trippy that solidifies what you just said in an actual real-life scenario? What's that? Last year, after 20-plus years of operating our care facilities, we actually managed to have a second-generation patient. (gasps) You're kidding. Yeah, took care of mom and then took care of the daughter. Wow. See, that's that's gold yeah. right there. That is That speaks volumes. It also makes me feel extraordinarily old. <laughs> <laughs> How could it not? Well, we are. <laughs> well, I don't think I'll be around for the third generation. Like, not even physically. It won't happen. But it is testimony. Oh, that's incredible. It's testimony, a, absolutely. Yeah, that's a huge testament absolutely. To, and to that business model. These are not... So if you were in another community and, and a competitor and they had an example like this, it would be like, right, it would scream from the mountaintop because it is not normal. It is absolutely not normal. So seriously, every one of our family members is like this. They want to come back and live here after their loved one goes. So an example, our, our resident is actually planning the Halloween party. And you know this. They're, they're all about being a part of this community and woven into the fabric of who we are at Sonnet Hill. So what you're saying is your huge battle cry is... Do the right fucking thing. Why do we go against the grain? Why are we fighting what feels right in your if gut? it doesn't feel good... Beca- uh-huh. Then, then don't fucking do it. Like, oh, there's a huge goddamn storm coming over the mountain... And then you idiots want to go climb over the mountain and like, all right, go ahead. I'm cool. You guys have fun eating each other. I'm out. <laughs> because people don't want to take that time to be still and to listen to their gut. It's overridden by a smartphone and by the majority. It's, it's, there's no quiet or silence in people's lives anymore. And I'll add to that. I'll add to it. Most people don't want to question authority. Guess what? No, no such thing as fucking authority. Okay. If I don't acknowledge authority, then nothing can stand in my way. And this is where big healthcare and their stupid fucking playbook that's written by attorneys mm. have to act in the polar opposite direction than I do. And yet all my competitors are now, they're, they're, we're moving people in left and right from them in a dead time from November 1st until January 1st. All my competitors are crying about how they don't have any residents moving in. I had three tours today. I had three tours tomorrow. I had four tours the next day. I I can't keep them away. Mm -hmm. And we're all staffed up. The subject of the senior roundtable last week was uh, the staffing crisis. And they're like, how do you have staff, David? And I'm like, "Um, well, you do the right fucking thing and you'll be just fine. No, now you're all going to pay. No way. Now you're going to pay for my accreditation program to learn all the shit that I've been trying to teach you for decades. But now, fuck it. Now, I'm the authority. I'm the person that shows the absolute results of what my methods have looked like over the years. And none of you motherfuckers were paying attention to begin with. So now, y'all are having to pay to get my accreditation. It's unbelievable that I've been giving it away giving it away for years and you didn't take it. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's it's as simple as the age old adage, do the right thing. Yes. Boom. Mic drop, homework, life lesson, reminder. I, all I, in I one. I honestly don't know that people even have their radar has been buried for so long. I don't think that they even know that people know what their gut even looks like anymore. They do, but you know why they don't? Because it's easy. (laughs) We're circling back to like week one of the podcast. It's it's easy to not take the time to think about it. You're right. It's easy. It's easier to just go with the flow. Don't think about anything else. Just let the world fucking happen around you. And that's, again, that's the idea of being engaged versus passive about life in general. Exactly. Why couldn't you go do this? Well, uh, because nobody else has done it. Oh, I was told not to. Uh, Did you even fucking challenge why? Did you even question it? Well, no. Yep. So I'm the shining example of what happens when you fucking question shit. And you don't take it for granted. Yep. You just, you just don't fucking agree with it. You don't follow it. Holy shit. Is this really that hard? It's a pretty simple. Equ- yeah, it's a pretty simple equation. Yeah. Remember that. Do the right thing. Get out there and fly that kite. Bond, bond, bond. Yako Key. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's gift of the day. Check back tomorrow for another gift from your friends at the Red Kite Movement. 